Good morning and welcome to this morning's uh, service uh, for Billericay Baptist Church. My name is Gary Bott, Youth Work Director of the church and it's a privilege to be able to uh, speak uh, with you and to you this morning and um, I'm going to pray in a second uh, but before I do that um, I'm going to light the candle uh, that is behind me. This is the second week of our Advent series. We looked at hope last week uh, with Ian and uh, we're going to look at love uh, this week. So before we go any further I'm going to light the Advent uh, wreath now. There we have hope and love. Let us pray. Father God, I want to thank you for this opportunity to uh, share this morning some thoughts, Father, that you've laid on my heart. Lord, as we look at the subject of love and uh, what it means uh, for us to see love come down at this Advent time. I pray your blessing upon each and every single one of us watching this and uh, pray, Lord, that by your spirit you would uh, bless and fill us with a sense of the awesomeness of your love for us. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before I uh, share some thoughts, um, I, I quite like a band that are called For King and Country. Uh, a great Christian band, and they've just released a Christmas album, uh, which is perfect for this time of year. And uh, I've asked that we could uh, just just watch this uh, song now called Heavenly Hosts, and then I'm going to share something afterwards. Holy, 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 holy,
glory for the Lord is with us let all the earth shout worthy worthy love has come to save us holy 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 For me, I love the message of that song. And um, basically, the, the, the words that come out of that is really, love has come to save us. Love has come to save me. And here we are at this second uh, Sunday in Advent. And our focus is on love. For me, there's only one passage of scripture uh, I wanted to focus on. I'm going to read a chunk of scripture right at the end. But for me, this one, which is so familiar to all of us, uh, and it is John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Now, I've reflected a little bit this week as a father Uh, thinking of my own three sons and the blessing that they are to myself and Katie. For God, though, scripture tells us he had only one son and that he gave him to us as an example and also as a sacrifice. Now, we see the love uh, for Jesus that God had. Especially when he comes out of the waters of baptism, Uh, we hear the voice, don't we? It says in scripture, uh, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Yet this same God, a few years later, allows his one and only son to die at the hands of the Romans in a barbaric way. With Jesus crying out, as it tells us in Mark 15:34, Eli, Eloi, lemma sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's a big question. Why? Because of us and for us. God gave his one and only son so that we could become his sons and daughters. The act of Jesus's death on a cross means that we can become adopted sons and daughters of God, brothers and sisters of Jesus and heirs to the kingdom. This is so messed up, but also so perfect. Now, I'm not saying my boys perfect but there is no way I would sacrifice them for anyone else's kids to become my own I've seen some other people's kids they're a nightmare absolute nightmare yet God our heavenly father says I want the nightmare lot I want the troubled lot I want the ones that struggle I want them all 
I want them to be with me. And this has been his plan from the beginning of creation itself. We were created out of love. Our rebellion from the first bite of the fruit has not deterred God from looking to save us from death and destruction. We can see all throughout scripture there were times when God allowed some serious discipline to happen. But his ultimate goal was always love. Hebrews 12.10 says God disciplines us for our good that we may share in his holiness. Now we see the threads of this love through the children of Israel and read so many prophecies uh, of the coming Messiah uh, that, that, that he would come from them. And here we are at Christmas time celebrating that love come down to us, that love of a father for his lost children. And it lies in a manger in Bethlehem. The perfect messiness of God's love for us continues when we look at the first Christmas events. We see the love that Joseph has for Mary in Matthew 1. It is such that he doesn't want to publicly disgrace her, but intends to divorce her quietly. After a visit from an angel of the Lord, he's convinced he will see things through with Mary in the full knowledge that this wasn't going to be his son. When I look at the picture perfect Christmas card that we all see uh, of the couple looking over baby Jesus with the donkey in the background, I like to think, what's going on in their heads right now? For Mary, maybe thinking, what will this child become? He's God's son? How is Joseph feeling about this right now? Does he still trust me? Look at him, he's such a lovely little baby. His smile, he's so beautiful. For Joseph, what have I done? What will people think of me, of us? He's not my son, but I love her. I'm confused. God, please help me to love him. And maybe the donkey in the background is just thinking, great, where am I going to eat from tonight? Love is all over this event, but it's a messy love. It's not simple as we like to think it was. And what are we to do with this love that God has shown us through Jesus coming to us as a baby in this way? Well, we need to take hope in this messy story. We are those nightmare children. We are destined for an eternal orphanage of separation from a loving Heavenly Father. Through the sacrificial act of God's only son, we have been rescued from that orphanage and given an eternal home of promise and glory. The simple act 
of the rest of John 3.16 is all it takes. Whoever believes shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's all it takes? Surely there's more to that. No, it really is as simple as that. Believe, believe that Jesus Christ died for you. The only two things that I believe are the greatest requirement from God are these. Love him and love others. The love that he has shown us needs to be reflected in us worshipping him. Not just in song, but in thought, in word and deed. Our worship needs to be thankful and praiseworthy. And always with the knowledge that we have been saved. This year has been a really tough one. It's been messy. Like Joseph and Mary, our lives have been interrupted. We have been forced to rethink a lot of what we have been doing and how we live. It's been a challenge and sometimes really, really painful. We have seen the worst and the best in people. We've seen hatred and discord and division in so many people. But we have also seen overwhelming love that we can have for our fellow man. And it's not just been Christians doing this. The sacrifice we've seen in people literally laying their lives down for others, especially within our NHS, It's shown me that unconditional love is still deep within the human soul. And I've loved watching the care and love that our entire community has shown in what's happened at places like the food bank. Uh, and, 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 And hearing the stories of what's been going on in our community, helping people. As you know, I'm a big Star Wars fan, hence the uh, jumper today. And as Luke Skywalker said of his evil father, Darth Vader, there is good in him. I can feel it. Well, I think we can actually say that of our world, our community, which sometimes looks a bit evil. But there's good in it. We have seen it and God sees it too. Let me finish with reading a passage of scripture, which I think sums up uh, everything I've kind of said. And uh, it's from 1 John 4. Uh, We're going to start at verse 16, going through to 5, uh, verse 5. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world we are like him. There's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother 
whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has seen. And he has given us this command. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. Everyone who believes that Jesus is Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. This is love for God, to obey his commands. And his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. I love that passage of scripture. God is love. Love God. Love others. Love has come to save us. Love has come to save me. And love has come to save you. Let me pray. Father God, we are in your debt because of what you have done in showing us love through Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. We can do nothing to repay you apart from believe. Believe in you, the one who sent Jesus. Love come down to us. And Father, help us to love you, to worship you, to adore you but also to love our fellow man, to show them that there is a better way. The way isn't of hatred and self, but is of love and of Christ. Father, we thank you for this eternal hope that we have and pray that it will be a blessing to us as we continue in this Christmas season. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning and pray you would have a blessed day and a blessed week. Uh, Go in peace to serve and love the Lord. Amen.